0: Welcome to Day 17 of 30 Day Challenge. This is your Q&A audio designed to just give you a couple of, um, specific answers to some specific questions and also just give you a little bit of time to maybe journal about what you want to focus in on of the, the three kind of rituals that we've set up so far, the, the morning ritual with your tapping and exercise, your food ritual of doing the greens and and adding congruent foods and then your evening ritual and just notice, um, which one you feel like you have the most trouble integrating and, um, see if you can kind of journal or process, what blocks that and just ask for some guidance or some wisdom or help to really integrate that in. Because as you, as you do that really consistently, you just start to see the shifts happen subtly, but naturally. Sometimes they're big shifts, but sometimes they're just really subtle and, and slow. But then, then you turn around and realize, wow, I just feel differently and I, I feel better. And it's a, it's an upward spiral of health that we want to continue to focus on. Okay, so um, along with integrating those things and journaling about those, let me just answer some questions that have popped up. And there's just been two primary questions, and that's why I waited on this audio just to see if any more came in. But I'm going to really dive into these two questions and uh, give you guys um, some more specifics around these since there's only two. So one of the questions I got was about kids and about how to help integrate this healthy lifestyle with children, some ideas some resources. So, um, the first thing with kids that I want to say, um, you know, number one is I'm not a parent, so I don't have firsthand experience working with kids. However, um, I have 10, um, Nieces and nephews. My twin sister has four kids. My older sister has four kids. I kind of feel like they're mine in some ways. And I grew up one of seven children. And um, I just, I kind of was in the world of, of just kids, lots of kids and, and lots of different needs and lots of different experiences. You know, one of my sisters has a kid who's kind of um, borderline autistic and some special needs and things like that. And so, anyway, um, there, I feel like there's, um, there's several things that I don't know, but I'll just offer you what I do know and what I have experienced. Um, and also from my own personal experience, I've noticed that as a child, I, was, I responded so much better to watching my parents go on the journey of health, whether that was physical health, like working with their food and their diet and nutrition, watching my dad decide to get up and, you know, do his run, you know, first thing in the morning or do an aerobics class with us and watch him, you know, really take care of his health and watching my mom do the same thing. And, um, the, the areas they really focused on really inspired me. And so one of the things with kids is kids have a really good BS meter. They can tell if you are, um, you're, you're saying do as I say, not as I do, or if you are actually doing it they are inspired by you and they'll be able to really tell the difference if you're actually doing it or um, if, you're, if you're telling them to do something and pushing them rather than inspiring them. So um, that's not to sound condemning or anything. That's just hopefully to, to help you really know that you can um, have this experience for yourself. And it's a win-win situation because you feel good and then your kids are inspired to join you at the time that they're ready to and kids have their own process, you know, depending on their age. They'll have ages where they have a pushback, like a, sometimes teenage years or right around junior high, there's like a pushback to, to doing what their parents say, and they'll do like the opposite, just kind of to sort of test the waters and to let them go through their process and know that's really normal. And as they start to take personal ownership and personal responsibility, and they will, um, they'll come around. And I was that kid. I was the one that was like, uh, if you say do it this way, I'm going to do it the other way. But then being allowed to go, go through that process, I started to just learn how to take personal responsibility and realized, you know, I want to feel good and I want to be athletic. And so when I, when I do these things, I feel good. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And so the takeaway here is focus on how you can integrate concepts and how you can inspire and how you can be that person that you want for them and then watch as they they go through their own life process and they'll be inspired by you rather than feeling pushed by you. Um so um depending on their age it is also really great to just include kids if they want to in in whatever it is that you're doing. So like if you're in the kitchen and you're trying a recipe, letting them do what what they can do, or talking with them about why you do what you do, and involving them maybe in exercise. Like um, if you're doing yoga, you know, uh, my brother-in-law and I love to do outdoor yoga just like once a week just for grins. And the kids will inevitably come and they want to roll out their mat and they want to do some yoga with us. And they might do five minutes and then they're done. And it's great because they're just watching us do our thing. And, and we're like, Hey, come join if you want no, no pressure, but you can join. And what happens is they begin to kind of take ownership of their own bodies. And, um, they start to just try, try on different health practices and it's fun and it can be fun and exciting. And so, um, as far as foods go, um, one of the specific questions was, you know, how do you, how do you make food that the kids will eat that's close enough to some of the classic things that they're used to eating, like hamburgers and spaghetti and mac and cheese and cookies and, you know, all those things. And the great news is that it used to be so difficult to find foods. Like when I was growing up, you know, health food stores, there was like one in Lubbock and, um, it was so expensive and it was, you know, you were just weird if you ate organic food. Now it's just like organic foods at Walmart and you can find good stuff everywhere. You can find gluten-free versions of everything you can find. Um, you can trade basically anything. Um, you can trade any typical food, Um, you know, mac and cheese and spaghetti and hamburgers, and you can create a really healthy version. So what I'm going to do, rather than giving you specifics, because that would be a very long audio, I'm going to give you some resources that I think are fantastic that will help you do your own research according to your kids and what they need. Um, And the first resource that I think is great is a cookbook called Against All Grain. Danielle Walker is the um, is the one who, who does it, um, who, who wrote it. She has a website that I believe is againstallgrain.com and some really great trades of foods that, you know, kids love, all, you know, gluten-free and um, really good and congruent for the most part. Sometimes you'll have to watch out for someone who is tuned into one aspect of health, like, um, Tuned into being like all gluten free, but then they include dairy, so you just want to watch out for things like that. But for the most part, that cookbook is pretty on pretty good on the overall. So um, still be aware as a as a parent, watch out for just this, you know any confusing foods thrown into these things. But for the most part, that one's a good one another one that's great is a um a, a website called nourishingmeals.com. dot com they um they the the people who who uh set up this website have a cookbook that is called the um no, I just forgot the name of it. I think it's called Nourishing Meals Cookbook. But they are the ones that that um, came up with the elimination diet, which is basically having like taking out major allergen foods and um, and for just a short amount of time, and then adding ones back in to see which ones like work with your body. Which is a great way to start to be intuitive. But it also, they they're really sensitive to allergens in food, and so they've created some awesome recipes and recipes that kids can love the gal who wrote it has like four kids or something. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, so that's a really good one. Nourishingmeals.com. And then if you're in the Lubbock area, there is a, a website, um, of a, of a group, a local group called the Lubbock crunchy moms. If you're not familiar with that already. And, um, sounds funny, but you know, the word crunchy mom just kind of means a, a mom who really wants to do her own research and do things a little bit more of an organic, natural, um, life generating way and is not just going with the, the the conventional way of doing things because it might not be working for her. So there's a lot of great resources, groups, you know, um, there's I think a forum online where you can just get some ideas to integrate for you. The next thing I want to say as far as kids go, you know, One of the things that is difficult for a parent, I think, is to feel like everyone else has got this whole thing together and everyone else is doing it 90 to 100 percent. And I'm the only one that's really not doing it. And I feel overwhelmed and I feel like I'm never doing enough. And I just want to say, you know, every mom that I've talked to feels like she's not doing enough. And that is a um, kind of an epidemic of um, a belief. I'm never doing enough. My kids aren't getting enough. Um, It's too much. It's too hard. You know what I mean? And um I really want to cut through that by saying, you know, no one is doing it all because there is no perfect. What you wanna zero in on is what is um what is it that I can do given my personal situation, given my children, and what what ideas light me up right now? And whenever you start to really focus in on what lights you up And what you can do rather than what you can't do, then a whole new energy starts to take place and it becomes fun and exciting, just like kick out the whole, you know, all or none thinking and the whole, like, I'm never doing enough. Like that thinking is just, um, it will sabotage you every single time and settle into you're doing everything that you need to do. And your kids, um, need, they they may need some of the, the challenges that they go through or that you're going through. It's part of their path too. So, um, some of the challenges I went through as a child, um, I am very grateful for at this season of my life. So challenge is not bad. That's kind of how we grow. So just, um, relax a little bit, start to tune into what you love and and what excites you and what you can do with your kids and with yourself. All right. So on a practical level, um, you know, I was chatting with my sister, one of my sisters who has four kids and I asked her, you know, if you were going to talk to a mom about, feeling, you know, the mom that's feeling overwhelmed, but really wants to make some changes for her kid's health. What would you say? And she said, you know, the first thing I would do is simplify, just simplify anything you can. It doesn't need to be hard or complex. Just notice anything in your kitchen or any, any extra stuff that's weighing you down and just simplify, you know." And, um, don't, you don't need to keep up with the Joneses, you know, to borrow the phrase, you don't need to look at anyone else Just do what works for you. Start with one meal, maybe make some shifts in one meal. If that's like a dinner meal and you decide, okay, for just one meal, we're going to make some shifts and we're going to, to trade some foods. Start with that. Um, batch cook or pre cook, which, um, this is a concept we're going to be unpacking in more detail in a, in an upcoming audio that's coming within the week. um, so those were the the thoughts that she has um, and uh, those are I think those are fantastic because simplifying just make some trades, start with one you know shifts in one meal can really make a difference for your kids and for yourself. So that's my, those are my thoughts on kids. Um, feel free to ask more questions if you need them, but those are some thoughts and resources. The second question is, um, about eating out. So restaurant eating, what to do when you're on the go and you're trying to eat out and you want to stay healthy and, and, um, you know, where to go and what to do. So here's some of my thoughts. um, the places that if you're in the Lubbock area and even outside of the Lubbock area, sometimes these spots exist, but the places that I would emphasize would be places like Chipotle because they have really healthy organic non gmo meat they've got they've got a better um a cleaner foods overall, so like when I go there i'll get like the uh salad with the chicken with guacamole with the veggies you know I'll leave off the dairy and stuff and it's very satisfying. Um, so that's an idea. Um, also, there's um, Freshy here in Lubbock off of Milwaukee, right around 60 something. Um, it is, um, it's not, it's not perfect, but it's a, it's a better trade. So you might try that and see how that one feels to you. There's also Healthy Essentials. Um, that's another great place to go, especially for more like a lunch meal rather than a dinner meal. Um, there's some, in, at some of the better restaurants, such as Olive Garden or Funky Door, or um, you know places like that, and even some higher end restaurants, there's always—I'm thinking of West Table as well. There's always some really good, um, you know, meat and vegetable options. Um, almost always, you can find a really nice grilled piece of meat and a really big nice plate of vegetables, whether they're grilled, whether they're fresh. The things to watch out for are the oils, so um, you, you can't always get veggies that don't have some of those hydrogenated oils, so I don't overdo that, but I just watch out for any time I can get some good oils, like, you know, sometimes I'll ask what they do their veggies in, and maybe I'll want to do a raw salad rather than the veggies, but sometimes it's just totally fine and you don't need to worry about it. Um, and then, um, you know, make sure you go grilled over fried, that's going to help a lot. As far as dressings, that's one thing you can control with a salad. And so what I'll do is I keep little stevia packets in my purse. I ask for lemon. And I put just lemon and stevia over it and maybe get some avocado. And so I've got the fat, the sweet, and kind of like that that um, sour, you know, taste. And that covers the dressing. So I'll, ta- I'll make sure stevia is in my purse. And I use that. And it, it totally does the trick every single time. Um, you want to make sure at restaurants that you are satisfied. One of the things we tend to do when we go to restaurants is just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to deprive myself. And you don't want to do that because there's too many breadsy things that you'll want to snack on if you don't feel satisfied because your body's wanting more and it's too easy to reach for stuff that is going to make you feel yucky later on. So make sure you get like really good, high quality, like, you know, salmon or something, or, or avocado can really help you feel satisfied. And then as far as dessert goes, um, they, I always take with me, um, some dark chocolate just because I don't usually in the dessert, uh, with a dessert, there's almost, it's almost impossible to find something that's really congruent. So I'll just take the dark chocolate. So if everyone's else is having the dessert, I get mine as well. And, um, you know, if I want to have, like, one spoonful and someone else wants to share, I, I don't worry about that. That's fun. It's a great way to taste something without having the impact of a, a yucky day the next day. And then also, you know, having a little bit of red wine. Um, red wines are, especially if you can get it organic, a little bit of red wine is totally fine. And um, usually the, the red wines are better than and, and less impacting than lots of the other ones. And so if you do something like that, then the next day you're going to probably feel just fine. Um, So sticking with the meat veggie options, watching out for the dressings, taking your dark chocolate with you. If you're going to a place where you feel like, man, they are going to have nothing, I will pack, um, I'll take with me just in a baggie, just uh, like a Ziploc baggie, I'll stuff in some like um, baby greens or spinach and then just get some sort of meat and, and with a veggie and then I'm satisfied. So, but it's getting easier and easier to eat out nowadays, um, because there's just so many more gluten-free options. There's meat and veggie options. Lots of people have those needs. And so restaurants are kind of getting on board with that. So it's a lot easier and it will get even easier. All right. So the other question was about, um, overeating while eating out. And this is a a really common thing because usually we're eating out after like a day of work or or whatever. And we're just like, man, I don't want to cook and I just want to eat out. So we've got all of the energies of the day. Um, If we're working with people, there's some stressful energies that we've kind of absorbed maybe throughout the day. And so then we get to, um, we're, we're getting to our meal and we tend to take all of those energies out on the food. And so what I suggest doing is um, before you eat, either take five slow, deep breaths and then notice if your nervous system calms down or tap on the karate chop point and take some deep breaths until you notice your nervous system calm down. You want to be in a calm and relaxed inner space before you eat. So that way you're being proactive and you're sort of cutting off any, any potential issues at the pass. And we deeply want to f- like um, enjoy our, the experience of eating out, but we have been programmed to just kind of like, you know, just take all of our, our stress and our tension out on the food and just eat and then we just be done and be like, what just happened? You know? So taking deep breaths and slowing down helps you relax and helps you notice what's going on inside of you. If there's any tension or stress helps you calm that down. And then I want you to just eat slowly. And, um, if you, if you are, if you're feeling tension, and anxiety. Just tap on the karate chop point, like underneath the table, until you notice that it calms down. Um, sometimes I'll do this if there's food that I'm like really wanting, and it's um, it's kind of a struggle. I'll just tap and breathe until the emotional charge dials down. And it's really easy to keep a conversation um, going even while tapping and breathing because you're you're just noticing. You're noticing yourself. You're noticing the people. You're noticing the the um, environment and and it just helps you become more aware of what's going on inside you and what what are the dynamics at the table Um, usually when you are aware and you're mindful then you you will it's so much easier to slow down to enjoy the food and to not overeat so that would be my, those would be my thoughts along with the, the um, EFT tappings you've just gotten about some of those specific issues. Okay, so that's it for the questions. If you have any more, I'm happy to do another Q&A audio with specific questions, but I hope that's helpful. Sending you all lots of love. Continue on with your morning ritual, your food ritual, and your evening ritual. And uh, we've got some more fun stuff coming up soon. Bye for now.